Shut up, I love it. Sasha, I'm a little bit worried about today's episode because I forgot something. What is it? I forgot the laugh track. And I don't, I'm scared. None of my jokes are going to land if we don't have the laugh track. And you know what? All the laugh tracks that I have, they have been corrupted, those files. So I don't have anything handy. Oh, well, you know what we're going to have to do then? We're going to laugh ourselves. Shut up. I love it. What is this joke? Who are you, first of all? It is, I'm Joe Cabello, the one and only. I am Sasha Feiler, the one and only. This is Shut Up, I Love It, the podcast where we invite, for like 220 episodes, we've been inviting special, lovely people, talented people to talk about something they love and the rest of the world doesn't get, like things that's just too passe, not fun anymore, boring, misunderstood, misloved, underloved. Second place was the new Canceled. Canceled. That could be one that we've never done. Well, maybe for a good reason. I don't know. but um, Maybe for a good reason, yeah. <laughs> Who is joining us today? All right, today we have a writer and comedian, Lorraine de Graffenwright. I love it! Yo, yo, yo! <laughs> Welcome back! Welcome back! Thank you very, very much for having me back. And... If this is not being too greedy, please invite me for the canceled uh, episode. I would really love to get into that. I mean, I don't know. I can. Well, do you love something that's canceled? Because that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, it would be that. Probably, mm-hmm. I probably do. Like, w- I know we're not doing that right now, but do you guys remember when everyone? Remember when everyone was like so not into Lauren Hill? Do you guys remember this? Like in the yes, 90s, I do. like oh, when people, right. when people got so upset. That was fun. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. That's juicy. Mm-hmm. That's like a juicy canceled. And, was, and, and a historical yeah. cancel. Although historical. she's she's come out of it and mm-hmm. in some ways. And now it's just the the tardiness that people don't like so much. Yeah, you know what? right. Great pitch. <laughs> we'll put it in the books. Uh, I'm cool. going to myself going to say like Lolita, right? Like pretty much canceled oh, book, but pretty it has, much. Right. but it has, it has its moments. Like I, you know, shut up. I love it. Like I grew up on Still that a book. shit. Still now a book. that's, that's another very juicy one because here's the thing. The text itself need not be canceled, but the way that it has been appropriated and adapted Ooh. and the way people have turned it into the very thing that the book critiques it's that's oh, hot hot Lorraine, topic, you have a Sasha. better thank you you have a better take than i do on this book it's I'm brilliant into it. that's it <laughs> joe what it. about you quickly but don't oh we know it's yourself. kanye west <laughs> we know it's kanye okay. west yeah. uh and we yeah. everyone's it. treating like yeah. he's worse than lolita come on come on everybody he's comparing there's so many memes about that if this uh, was a celebrity death match lolita versus kanye west Kanye West would win the claymation that's like, show. That's like bars right there. Like Kanye <laughs> needs to put that on a tape. Like more canceled than Lolita. <laughs> it's like, that's like it is hot. a bar. Yeah, oh my I God. hope he's listening. Like he's always how he always does. Fan of the show. Um, meanwhile, Lorraine. First of all, can we just say like hello to Stephen Cohen? Because for sure he's yeah. Shout listening. out! Shout out shout to Stephen. Out. Hi. Hi. How you doing, bro? What's up, how dude? you doing, bro? What's up? <laughs> um, on his job. I love you. 
<laughs> yeah. And now let's go to the most important part of the show where you tell us what is it that you brought onto the show. I am here to talk about how I want everybody to shut up mm. because I love, wait, you know what I'm trying to say. No, it's good. Multi, multi-cam. The multi-cam. The, the multi-cam. Mm-hmm. The multi-camera sitcom. Ooh. And I have to say, you both did such an incredible cold open for this mm. episode. Oh, wow. You really did. We'll have you, a fan. It was, it was so clean and concise. You set up the 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 topic of the day and you had you presented a problem and you launched us into this episode and her perhaps by the end of the episode after lots of hijinks <gasps> and catharsis we mm. will find some resolution and oh so many God, acts what a nerd. like way too many acts <laughs> right like can i just say multicam has like does it have two like it has like either too few or too many i I think (laughs) i am so glad that you asked depends what decade right it does depend on the decade i i actually don't know like where the the break off Mm -hmm. is for like what what changed exactly but traditionally it's two Two. acts Mm -hmm. you got the cold open you got act one you got that break that commercial break everyone's like on the edge of their seat what's gonna happen on the other side of the commercial break you Mm -hmm. come back Act two, tag, end of show. Then later, we start having these three-act multi-camera sitcoms. And those are a little bit more current, more modern, more now. Um, but you but you still... In there vogue. Are st- in vogue. There are still two-act multi-cam sitcoms out there today, just right. so you know. A two-act um, is just a three-act. Oh, That's for true. sure. Yeah, That's yeah, yeah. So, it's the second but, one is two acts, basically. I love the nerdiness, but I wonder anybody yeah, who nobody cares. Uh, isn't... Some people don't even know what you mean by multicam sitcom. I'm sure they oh, would yeah. with one small definition or explanation. Sure. What do you mean by that? Maybe give some examples of shows and some that aren't. Yeah, the multi-camera sitcom is the more traditional style of the half-hour comedy that you might be familiar with. So... Uh, while I don't know these days people are probably they're they're so familiar with the style of Abbott Elementary that's a single cam comedy Mm -hmm. but they might remember a show like Full House for example that's a multi-camera sitcom filmed in front of a live studio audience filmed in front of a live studio audience and multiple cameras with multiple cameras Filmed in front of a dead studio audience. <laughs> Yikes. Mm. <laughs> well, actually, Scary. Do, like, could we do that? Would that be useful to anyone? Is it no. legal? Like, let's say you legally procured or rented 90 to 120 recently deceased yeah. bodies. <laughs> is, like, can you even do that? Is that allowed? Is that okay? I mean, I guess if all the people in that audience, like, wrote it in their will, that that mm. was what they wanted... I wouldn't be against it. You could prop me up in a dead studio audience. Uh, uh, you would want that. Okay. I, <laughs> she, yeah. I think that really proves how much you love multicam. It's true. <laughs> yeah. It, it, that's for real. Like, I really do love them. I mean, I watched these a lot when I was growing up. I would say that this is the style of comedy that like first kind of infected me and made me interested in TV writing. So like, I have a very deep love uh, for the genre for that reason. The other thing about multicams that you're going to notice if you start to like watch and like really, I don't know, 
notice patterns and pay attention. There is a very relatable and sometimes even topical issue that like kicks off the episode and that like the whole cast is like involved with. And then you watch these beautiful people like a perfect <laughs> like a perfect family mm. or or a wonderful like very chill and like quick-witted ensemble of co-workers office mates or you know you see them all deal with a problem so that you don't have to if you don't want to <laughs> you just get to watch these people like kind of i don't know Take chances. Make mistakes. Uh, make Yeah, make messes. Come up with schemes in very clever ways and like get into trouble, get out of trouble. And then you see them like sometimes monologue a beautiful catharsis. And that is like everything you needed to hear in that moment. And you kind of can like take that with you throughout your week and like feel a little bit better about your life. Like multicams are so sweet. So sweet. Friendship always wins at the end. Mm-hmm. And family. And yeah, all those things. Like yeah, not many dark sitcoms. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's like and, and bad if there things. Is, if there is like a dark topic, you get out of it like better. Like you're everyone's better at the end. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> when the grandfather like died in Full House, the Greek grandfather. It was like a big like dealing with death episode. But at the end, it's really positive of like, hey, we got to love someone, and now his body is in our studio audience <laughs> watching. <laughs> but like, do you really have a memory of this? By the way, like, did they deal with death on Full House? Oh yeah, it was Uncle Poppy or something like that. And that he stuck with Greece. you. Oh yeah, cool. you can't forget that episode. Um, that's yeah. See, that's that, that's know. the thing. And like, I, okay, the last thing I'll say for now about like why I love it so much. And then much, we'll wrap the episode up. And then we're that's done. Go to the ratings. Yeah. Please. <laughs> <laughs> Anything <laughs> else? <laughs> well, actually, I have so much to say. I'm sorry. I feel like we're not. <laughs> no, I don't think we're you we're should so ever good. stop. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, real quick, what you just said about there being like a thing you couldn't forget like you, that sticks with you forever. Multicams were like tweets back in the day. Like it was like the one Ours? where the one where this happened. It, it's like you could just take one sentence and be like that episode and people would be like, yes, True. you know, you know, and it was it's like water cooler stuff. It's appointment viewing. It's and it's like it's not like um like, I feel like these days, people understand more about what it takes to produce something. Like, at home, people can make movies, and they can make, like, yeah, like, little web series, I don't know, whatever. But, like, once upon a time, it was, like, a special group of people had this knowledge. And so the whole world would, like, tune in to, like, get something out of it. And it's, like, magical. It's special. But, like... Now, people are so savvy, they know how to make stuff. You can't really DIY the multicam, though, because here's what I mean by that. You could fake the multicam. You could create, recreate it. But if you're going to do the multicam, you're doing it. Like, you have to have, like, a big studio. You have to have multiple stages. You have to have all these cameras. 
and it's happening live. So it's not just that they're taping this live and then they go into edit and put it all together in that multi-cam, those cutting, cutting ways. There is a person whose job is the switcher. And they are up in the booth mm-hmm. calling out, cut to it, this camera, cut believe, to this camera, cut to this camera. I believe the correct name of that job is technical director. Am I wrong? Oh, okay. I mean, I think that there's someone in there who who is called the switcher. Like, they are like... That's like a in the 70s. That's the switcher. And he's there. <laughs> I'm telling you, the switcher exists. But no, but I think that what Sasha is saying is absolutely right. Like, there's the technical director who's, whose job it is to, like, call the shots. But I mm. think there's someone who's, like, doing the switch. The quick finger. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure yeah. completely. No, I, I love flip it, the switch but- when told. Mm-hmm. That's what I do. Yeah, and they're like they're like carefully watching the script and listening to this person telling them like where to switch which thing. Control and like, them. And they love is, it. They're so fucking hard or wet or whatever their genitalia shape yeah. and, and secretion style is. Yeah. Uh, they are that. Isn't it so hot? It's so cool. <laughs> it's like that's the coolest shit ever. It's a ever. symphony. Like, would you be for? We, there's a lot of questions we actually need to ask you immediately. Mm-hmm. But I am curious uh, right now. Would you be for like somebody gets an audience in their house or apartment and three cameras and tries to at least do it as much as they can? Because to I, me, it's I mean you need to have the audience and do it live. Yes, I agree key. with you. And I think about this often. I'm like, <laughs> how how could I do it? How could I do it in a way that would like actually look good? Um, one idea that I have is like you have just to keep you honest, you have like multiple social media live streams going. Mm. So you have like a YouTube live, you have an Instagram live, you have a I don't know, TikTok live. And they're all going the whole time. But somehow, in some way, there's like a main screen. And there's a person being like, okay, cut to Twitter, cut to TikTok, cut to LinkedIn. And it's like Mm -hmm. coming together in real time. And like that would have to be live, yeah, on LinkedIn to show everybody, (laughs) look at what a great job Lorraine did. Everybody hire her to produce a multicam. Anyway. (laughs) They're like, nothing that you did for this, albeit impressive, piece of work will actually translate to the real job (laughs) and may god have mercy on your soul yeah um so you're you haven't really touched on what uh category of shut up i love it you think it's in like obviously you love it Mm. but what do you think to the world why do you want to proclaim your love and what do you think the world is thinking i think that the world for the most part thinks that the multicam is cringy Mm. i think they think it's saccharine, yes. um, old school. Um, it's so, it's out of touch. It's mm. unrealistic. Wow. People might think, um, yeah, corny. corny. They can't relate to it. Mm-hmm. But they're just wrong because, <laughs> because um, I think that, I think that something has happened with TV, <laughs> that sounds crazy, during during this 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 year to be like, I think that there's something in the- I'm not sure what sense. it is that's happening yeah. with TV right now, but I think <laughs> I just think that there has been a gross misunderstanding about what TV is and what it is for. It got really, 
like twisted and distorted and kind of it's changed so much. Hmm. It's beyond like we don't recognize it anymore. Do you think it's, it's the prestige TV effect and like the push for that where TV is meant to be more than laundry folding for a lot of uh, yeah, and, and the thing is, like, of course, TV is more than just laundry folding. Of course, it's more than just like fodder in between advertisements for soap. It's just that um, it's not that TV is anything. It's not that TV is yeah. t- not like we're not at uh, we don't have to be at an art gallery opening. We don't have to be at um, like a black box in um, <laughs> the East Village. <laughs> yeah, good one. Like, <laughs> I just think that people are like, TV is art. It is mm-hmm. art. And it is, this is where the human condition is decided. And this is also where we are the change makers. And we move the needle on all politics around the globe. And what we do is important. Don't get me started on that, <laughs> uh, that aspect of... It's TV just, and movies. It, it, it's just whoever you are, um, TV means something to you personally. And so, and I think that what kind of happened is um, we opened, uh, when streaming came into existence, it really did create limitless possibilities. Did I say that right? Limitless possibilities? I don't know. Yeah. Okay, thank you. For what tv could look like and we all uh, as a culture ran with that and so now tv really it literally can be anything i mean the internet allows it to be anything but we have lost the original form which is like a few short acts commercials in between and like we're on a journey that's like specific (laughs) in nature and we know where we are and we know who we are to each other and we're launching into a whole series and we are this series could go on forever it really could go on forever not like we're just like treading water and like doing weird shit for time like it could Mm -hmm. like this could be a tv show forever is like the model and i think that the multicam does a great job with that so you're really defending besides everything else uh in the big picture you defending this like strong engine that's always built into a multicam i mean that's really what i love about tv series in general um and i think that that has not that that has died or been lost but like it's become less popular to think about I feel like, TV that yeah, way yeah well i feel like if it's if you are a writer trying to break in or lower level writer it's important for you to have a sample for the most part it seems like that does have a nice strong engine but if you have any name attached like if you're a name you could be like yeah. I, I could probably can go past like five episodes. Who the fuck cares? You know what I mean? It's just like a long ass movie broken up into a few, a few, you know, that so much episodes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's really annoying. I agree with that. And I I mean, for anybody who's listening and is all like, well, what are you trying to say? Are you trying to say that you don't want to see, um, 
like some, Breaking Bad is the you know whatever classic, right? I will say though, Breaking Bad does an amazing job with its engine. Um, Breaking Bad, oh for is sure, like, yeah, 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 yeah. I guess I guess then you know let's take my favorite show of all time, Black Mirror, mm. okay. an anthology series. <laughs> You, you are picking shows with great engines, I have to say. Like, yeah, that's I, also I, like, you know what you're going to get out of Black Mirror every episode. And if I oh. may, I think that these shows that like come to your mind like that so quickly, they do that because they're, they do a good job at repeating their thing. They're, mm-hmm. That like central conflict that like the show is Theme. known for. Mm-hmm. That Yeah, that you're going to get every time. Um, an example of a show where I would say... There isn't exactly an engine, but it's an incredible show to watch. Is Swarm on Amazon? Has anybody here watched it? Yes. No. Yes. Okay. I highly and, recommend it because it's okay. cool. I want to hear more about it, but and I'm be- behind on a bunch of shows that came out in 2023. But uh, uh, yeah, like <laughs> it's funny to me because Amazon, I feel like, just has so many shows that are great or even just expensive and nobody's seen them yeah like apple yeah. plus too apple mm-hmm. plus as well it's like what the hell is all this <laughs> like julia roberts was in 10 shows in the absolutely past absolutely those two platforms they're perfect examples of places where i like to go get lost in content and i'm like i i want to watch the next episode because like i like looking at this show but um to me what it feels like a lot of the time it's like a feature film that's like Mm -hmm. broken up into little sections rather than a tv show with this cast and i'm living with these people and i know kind of like what they're gonna do like every episode like Mm -hmm. the characters that like have very specific roles and it's like "Uh uh-oh here comes kramer and we know what that's about you know yeah can i give an Um, example of like a recent hit because i think we're kind of talking about episodic versus serialized that's also true uh right and like imagine stranger things how it is now where it's like oh the season they're going through there finding the mystery monster or whatever and uh yeah there's a structure per episode but really it is like a movie cut into chunks versus what if stranger things was every episode there was a new monster Mm. and one of us fucks up one of us then tries to kill you know it's like it's the same thing every episode yeah we don't have enough of that of the balance of that like every show is that serialized long stretch yeah um and i think it is about having a balance especially with certain premises where you're just like dude give me that premise over and over every episode don't stretch it to a season right or another I example, I think, of a show that I don't even know if it's good because I saw like half a pilot, but it's run with incredible actors on HBO, and it came out from like comedy thriller, twenty twenty, one season. But the premise, like, literally sounds like movie. <laughs> like cool. what happened? Uh, a woman watch. whose humdrum life gets turned upside down when she receives a text from her college sweetheart inviting her to drop everything and meet him in New York to fulfill the pack they made 17 years ago. Great setup for a movie. Yeah, that's a movie. And that's, that's it. That's totally a uh, movie. Yeah. Every um, episode, a woman from a humdrum life gets a text from one of her exes. For <laughs> <laughs> a great so engine. Fun. Could go forever. <laughs> um, now, I do want to uh, to 
get to like Sasha just knowing your feelings on sitcoms or your experience with them. Obviously you're a writer though. You're a student of them, but I wonder if you're watching them for pleasure at any point like recently. Me? Yeah. Um recently <sighs> recently I have not been watching multicams for fun. But I have done that in the past. I've seen all of Seinfeld. I have not seen the whole thing, but I anytime I would get a glimpse even of Golden Girls, I would get very oh, excited. Hell yeah. Just like be like, okay, like like it's basically like a drug that I'm like not allowed to put in front of me. It's it's no, it's just like the stuff that I'll just won't stop eating. It's like don't yeah. put it away. Um and you know, I have to say, like we I mean, when are we going to even reveal the cards of what pilots we saw for this particular Yeah, let's do that next. Let's do that. Well, I was going to say right one next. of those two shows, surprise, which one? But I, I saw it, like the pilot and I was like, like, I want more. Why, mm. why can't they just sit and watch it forever and forget about reality? Um, so that's me. That's my... And then for research for like my students at Script Anatomy, like, you know, like writing a multicam... I'd be like, okay, I'm going to watch a few episodes of The Neighborhood or something like that's on TV right yeah. now. What about cool. you, Joe? I'm still legit down when Netflix, because Netflix does a lot of multicams still. Yeah, yeah. Still. When they drop yeah. a new one, I do check it out. Um, and there's been a, a couple that I've finished from front to back. And you don't want to go back to front. You know no. what I mean? <laughs> no. And, Unless you uh, go first front to back. And, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you could go. There's a couple paths you could do. You could do a Z yeah. formation. Anyways, the, uh, you know, when Fuller House came out, I devoured that. I didn't finish all the seasons to it, but um, there was one. Uh, there was a couple about cars, like racers and stuff, that were oh, was cool. really good that I really enjoyed. So I still really like it, and I, you know, I think I'm like you, Lorraine, in that there's a lot of nostalgia for me with it. But I also really respect it and have fun with them and like the little neat package that they serve. Yeah. So I still like dig it if I see a new one. I'll check it out. Um, you know, they're fun jokes. And, you know, Lorraine, we wrote on one. We'll, we'll yeah, get to that at I, some point. We definitely did. <laughs> I can't wait to talk about it. But did you see that get one? Get to it now. Okay. Go ahead. Wait, did you see that one? We never talk about <laughs> it. <laughs> did you see that one on um netflix it's like ashton kutcher did you see this it's called the, the, the ranch, ranch. Right? i didn't watch it because i'm not a fan of him or like i think danny God masterson is in it too yeah and... i think i just got curious and like had to look yeah and i don't know i'm not gonna sit here recommending it i just it's one of those things it's like let me see talk about it canceled was, uh it was, Canceled yeah. guys. That's topical. Topical cancellation. Mm, mm, mm. Anyway, next. Um, so are we gonna talk about five at three oh five? Well yeah, let's Please. might as well since it's now uh back in the day I hooked up with a, a Florida producer who was making a sitcom and hired me to write it and come up with the characters because she got some money for a kids network. It was called Five at Three O Five and it was non union, so you know I, I could do it again now if anyone wants to hit me yeah, up. Yeah, right? we're going to do but, another um, season. Season three. And uh, got hooked up with that. It was not well paying. The budget was uh, laughably low. Uh, but I had to write all these episodes and then, of course, needed some help. 
writing all these apps. So I hit up Lorraine. And I am still like so beyond grateful for that. It was so cool. It was so cool. It's like this opportunity just kind of came out of nowhere. You were like scrolling. Was Did you meet up with this person through Craigslist? Is that what happened? No, I was uh, freelancing a lot. And there was a freelance site I was on called Upwork with a really like oh. pretty strong profile. And then she found me through that. And Amazing. I did a little bit of work with her first to just see if she liked what I was doing. But yeah, so it was good. I got a lot of weird opportunities for quite a few years, including what my current job is through that same process. I need to do that. I need to be like... Well, I mean, you don't get you don't get paid well for a lot of these and that one we, we, are, <laughs> we are living in a time where i need to do that <laughs> yeah. you know what i'm saying yeah. anyway 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 so that was really cool joe and like you know these opportunities to work on multicams like like the network multicams it's extremely competitive to get your foot in the door there you never know like how long it's gonna take to get a a shot at it and then even if you do get in there you never know how long you're gonna survive like a lot of old heads in there yeah, it's really, really tough. So, like, this was so random and weird that Joe was like, do you want to help me write this multicam? I was like, this is going to be a really incredible experience to learn. And I really do. Like, I, I think back on that, like, often. And I'm just like, damn, that was, like, really cool. I would love for something like that to happen again. It was anyway. fun. I'd probably do it again even for that price, to be honest. But, uh yeah, now you can't find it anywhere. So yeah, that's, yeah, that's how things go. But it was made, right? Like you wrote yeah, it was it made. I actually yeah. do have a couple episodes that I ripped offline, um, but they're really bad quality. The writing, um, and then the the video quality is great. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Um, how many episodes was it? Ten? Twenty six. Serious? Yeah, yeah. I I I wrote twenty two of them solo in crying. in less than three months, and then uh, had a couple friends help me, like Lorraine, write some other ones. And how long was each? They were thirty minute episodes, so yeah, you know, twenty two to thirty page scripts. Insane. Amazing. And um, like and like something I just want to say real quick because I feel like this is another I want to address the listener. I could totally see someone listening being all like what a shame like 26 episodes for like no money like blah 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 but it's like yo like we don't get to decide these things like we don't get to decide how much so and so is gonna pay and what are you gonna do like completely not work on writing and wait to maybe get hired in a multicam room you know, it's like life is short. Mm-hmm. You really got to like, yeah, like we love to write jokes. We love to write stories. So like, mm-hmm. I don't know, like that's why we're on strike. Like help the help us make this industry make more sense and let us get in the room so we can just slam dunk on those hoes. <laughs> nice. Speaking of um, all that. So what are those pilots that you told us, Lorraine? Oh, to yeah. watch and why? And why? Well, I was really undecided about which multicam episodes to recommend to you guys. And my my brain just couldn't stop being like shady and petty. So I went down this route of saying, 
hey, why don't we watch the living single pilot? And then maybe we could also watch the Friends pilot, which came out a whole year later. (laughs) And the reason why these shows are often talked about in tandem or whatever is just because Living Single is this like incredible sitcom about these young single black women having fun in New York. And their their dialogue is so jokey and so funny And it really gives you that inside look on that time in your life when your friends are your family. (laughs) And it came, by the way, it came at a time where like they're just black TV was not getting a lot of love. So they were like breaking through and like getting noticed and everybody loved it. And then here comes friends basically doing like kind of the same premise. Mm -hmm. But for white people. And so it was like, you know, it's interesting. It's interesting how like how popular Friends became and how much praise Friends gets for what it did. And it is an incredible show. It's just tough, you know, seeing like a show with four leading black women not get as much mainstream praise because it's such a great show. It's such an incredible show. Really they wish do, that. Yeah. They, again, Obviously, not to compare anything to the Friends fame, but Living Single is definitely still a show that's talked about, at least in the, my class. It's respected, like people will bring for it sure. up, and people will be like, yeah. "I'm on, I'm just on the bench, I'm watching it." And I'll be like, "Whoa, you yeah. are a young person that, like, you know, have no like, and and they love it. So it's yeah. definitely still hitting hard. I feel like for a lot. But of yeah, it's like, is it something that like when? HBO is launching a streaming service. They're like, we have Living Single, and everyone jumps on. Like, no, unfortunately, right. versus Friends, that was the big thing. Like, do you have Office and Friends? Cool, then yeah. we'll sign up for you. And that's and unfortunate. Like, I remember when I was a teenager, I had a French like correspondent student, like a French exchange student. And she was like so obsessed with friends and all of her friends loved friends. And I remember like kind of learning about that. I'm like, whoa, like friends is loved like all over the world. And Lorraine, living- they had a they had they had a ripoff in France at the same time. Really? It was called Ellen and Friends and it was the exact <laughs> same show. Like, they do that all the time. They, they do it all the time. Ellen and out. Friends. That's the one wow. that I quote unquote grew up on. I wasn't watching it because that's the only multicam that was happening. It was Ellen and Friends. Wow. Wow wow when wow. I was growing up. So, was it good? I think it was fine. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, this was not me even trying to like I don't know, pit these two shows against each other so much as like There you go. Living Single came out a year before and then Friends did its thing. Um and I I do like both shows a lot, but damn, like the music in Living Single is like mm, so good. Oh my god, I just, can I just yeah. say something that just blew my mind? So Helen et le Garçons, whatever, <laughs> came out in 1992, the year before Living Single slash Friends. Oh, no. It's all okay. devouring itself. Yvette yeah. Lee Bowser, the creator of Living Single, has some explaining to do. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, and I'm looking at a cave painting right now that depicts five like figures together around a campfire and it's signed by Kronk. I think Kronk was the 
Oh. The person who made it up. All right, hold on, hold on. I still want to go back to Helen and her, her garçons. So they're college <laughs> students and aspiring musicians. They study for exams, okay? They gather, it's a little younger, right? They gather in local cafe for gossip. There was a lot of that. And laugh at the gym and, of course, fall in love. I mean, <laughs> I mean, like the scenes were exact same look as the Fresh Friends. It's same about the age, say. though. I do think the age matters because you could look at a lot of uh, teen sitcoms and and stuff that is just friends hanging out. I think what made Friends and Living Single very distinct was the age group of the characters. What are the yeah. teenage sitcoms that Helen and the Garçons? Do you think pulled from? That, Absolutely. That everybody your shorts, knows about. Saved by the Bell. Gr- yeah, was it sitcom? Pains. Was it multicam? All that? Yeah, definitely. Like literally just a group of friends hanging out. Because like, I think that's more usual, right? Like then sitcoms were the adult life of family and stuff versus, hey, here's adults who are not but, at that stage. But were they multi generationals, although Saved by the Bell, or were they single generation? Yeah, Saved by the Bell is single generation i mean there's principal building but that doesn't count you always have to have a a foil okay, so then adult. that's what the rip off is off in that case who knows we, i mean everybody's ripping everybody off in yeah. fact all the, most of the episodes of five at three or five i was watching friends and writing down the plot points and then stealing them so yeah which by the way is totally the process in a network multi-cam room no no cap okay i was in a room and they would just go back and look at log lines of flintstones episodes and be like have we done this have we done this have we done this let's just do this and you see it when you watch these shows it's not even a knock on it you're like oh they're doing the xyz it's totally fine and i was in a different room and anytime they'd get stuck they would just go um let's just watch a couple episodes of golden girls and see if anything (laughs) hits Mm -hmm. us so like yeah i don't know i i think that that is so maybe the writers don't deserve the deal (laughs) (laughs) but by the way this is like another thing i want to say about like friends versus living single like the fact that these shows are similar is like a positive about comedy it's like isn't this great that like these these things we can like hit all these very different cultural touchstones with like the same engine this a similar like ensemble makeup like whatever the thing that i'm more like eh about is like the overwhelming adoration for friends as if mm-hmm. it, it, yeah. it ought to be set apart from the mm-hmm. rest you know and it's like well yeah okay it- I think I've always felt like Seinfeld is one that people are like, this is brilliant. That's what sets it apart. Versus like a Friends is just like, no, this is really popular. That's what sets it apart. Which doesn't necessarily mean that people think it's like a brilliant comedy or anything. In fact, I think even their biggest fans of Friends aren't like, oh, it's so funny and brilliant. It's just like, oh, it's comfort. Like, it's mac and cheese. So I do think there's that to it. It's just like it had the luxury of being popular and getting that steam yeah and and i I think people like to it's kind of similar to the way people feel about youtubers (laughs) like Mm. people feel like they feel like they live inside that world like they feel like they are these things Mm -hmm. like when Mm -hmm. the friends like pop up immersion experience comes around you want to go and you want to sit on that couch and you want to i don't know you know, mm-hmm. it's like, it's like 
Yeah, yeah. Mac and cheese. I like what you said better. Mac and cheese. I am curious uh, of your opinion on this. And Sasha, I don't think you would have known about this historical part of TV because you weren't here. Um, but I wonder if you have any idea of it. Like the explosion of black sitcoms in the 90s. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. part of me is like, oh, am I just like, were my blind spots in effect for later in 2000s and 2010s? Or really was it more like an explosion then that died off? Oh, okay. So this is what I understand, but I, I might be mistaken. So also in general, there tends to be these waves where like, Popular culture in the U.S. is like, we love to see lots of black entertainment. And then, oh, we're good on that. Oh, wait, we want it. We want (laughs) lots of it. No, we're good. We're going to take a break on that. And what I saw or what what I've come to understand about that boom in the 90s is like UPN existed. You know, there like had been a drought. Like black entertainment was like whatever, like in the 80s, I guess. And then in the 90s, like UPN was a space where they were like, oh, wait, wait, wait. I'm, I also need to back up. Fox. Fox was a place where like people could be black. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I think I, Martin I, was on Fox. and Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Else. Fox. And then also UPN was just this really great spot for like all these black sitcoms. Uh, UPN had the Steve Harvey show. It had Moesha. It had Homeboys in Space. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Malcolm and Eddie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Malcolm and Eddie was just homeboys in space, not in space. <laughs> That's such a hot take. <laughs> I, I really enjoy this. Uh, uh, I'm trying to think about like Sinbad. Was that on uh, UPN and um, hanging with Mr. Cooper? I don't remember what network I, that I was on. I think that was ABC or NBC, actually, okay. I think. Okay, so my my little my little blurb here is getting out of step, but, but it's mo- it was mostly UPN, but they're like Disney, even oh, yeah. Disney Channel had uh, shows that were black families and stuff. Whether you want to call that like black sitcoms, but I think it definitely, definitely falls in that. But but so the UPN thing was going, but then UPN merged with WB or WB acquired it or something, and they created the CW. And so the the way that they had like pulled all these black audiences that like was great for ratings and stuff, they used that to like make this merger happen. But then they were like, we could get like, I don't know, like better advertisers, like higher paying advertisers if if we have mostly like white programming. So the CW is like hella white. Yeah, we saw that that change happened and Sasha was that anything that you had on your radar have you heard about that I I have because I have studied uh television production in Brooklyn College and I got my master's Mm -hmm. in television production there so we started tv history a whole class on UPN right close class on UPN but just a tiny (laughs) no but tiny sidebar that just since I am talking I wish uh, since I am talking about that whole experience, is that I actually was a switcher at some point, Lorraine. No. Yeah, because we were doing like, like we were doing projects where you are in control room and you're switching. So were there sitcoms? No, but there were like production with actors. That's cool. Where you are doing the switching, and yes, 
people are getting wet, people are getting boners right and left. Yeah. It's it's yeah. the best, it's the most satisfying feeling oh. ever. You're to be all in that fucking control. high-fiving oh. after you're done. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it. it's incredible. For some reason, it's... It's 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 like yeah it's like drug it feels so good to be like doing this like high stakes right yeah yeah like production editing as it's happening but yes no my I am not I wasn't he- here in the nineties but uh, I have retroactively learned about mm-hmm. some of that gotcha. should have been there now homeboys yeah. in space is it just Malcolm in the middle in space. <laughs> Or Malcolm in the middle, fuck. Malcolm in the middle. Middle. What if that was my take, actually? Homeboys <laughs> in Space and Malcolm in the Middle are the same show. I would try to make it work in my mind. I'd be like, yeah, hell yeah. Also, that's an interesting reference real quick. Malcolm in the Middle. Mm-hmm. Uh, Malcolm in the Middle is like one of the first single cam, or is it the first single cam comedy on these networks? Because mm. it was shot different. It was shot different. Everyone was used to the multicam. And then Malcolm in the Middle was like, let's do this in this way. And then they were able to do all of this really incredible stuff. Like, you know how like Scrubs is weird? How mm-hmm. Scrubs is mm-hmm. yeah, like certain Malcolm jokes in the you can do. Yeah. 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 Like people were like, OK, like this is a new way that we're going to do mm-hmm. with the half hour comedy. Um, Feels like it was one of the popular early ones, if not like yeah. the one that started it. Yeah, pretty cool. I don't know. I just like this genre so much. Like sitcom in general, but just to go back, multicam. Um, mm-hmm. What I feel like we were going to talk about another thing, though. Uh, uh, friends is like mac and cheese. Ugh, I don't know. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. We saw Friends and Living Single. Living Single, it was funny. I loaded up the pilot to watch it on Hulu, and it was already like 12 minutes in at some point recently-ish. <laughs> I had been watching it, uh, <laughs> but it's been like since it was out or like reruns when I was a kid since I've seen it and I was having a blast. Uh, my wife was there and just like she had just got home and then she was she got really into the show. She she loved it and she had yeah. never seen yeah. it or anything or even heard of it. And she was like, oh, this is really fun. Like I want to watch another one of these. Yeah, I like it because it just starts so hard and fast like they Mm -hmm. just like they don't waste time being like Mm. this is a show about single women and like some of us we want to work and some of us we just want to get married and be done with it and some of us we're goofy as hell and like we don't have a clue and our heads in the clouds like they just like get right into Mm -hmm. it and it's like it's just all about these women and like what's on their minds it's it's so cool clean non-premise that's like they're in the middle of a season already and they're just like yeah yeah, totally which is great no one shows up the way like friends mm -hmm. it's basically the introduction Mm -hmm. of rachel to the group what happens there yeah it's just like (laughs) here we all are a little uh misandrist but you know that's fine that's fine i i have a pitch for the ratings (laughs) but we can wow crazy so I have a pitch for, uh, for, for, for all of us to do the same thing, which is compare those two pilots on a scale. Cool. Because hey. I feel like we all have good feelings about multicam. We all like respect it. We get it. Yeah, like, I'm going to give it a 10. Yeah. yeah, I mean, the multicam was great. Like, if, if it's good, it's good, oh. right? But how do we compare those two pilots? And so just to make it clear... Can you adjust the explanation of ratings, yes. uh, Joe, for Lorraine? We're going to create a scale of 0 to 10 where we set 
friends at one part of the scale and living single at another. So that doesn't necessarily mean one is zero and one is 10. One could be nine and the other 10. Okay. But they're going to fall somewhere within mm -hmm. that. And you could set your zero for clarification if you want. Mm -hmm. oh, you can throw okay. in something else. Yeah, exactly. It could be a multi-item scale. I do not understand the scale because... Uh, well, if that doesn't make sense, Sasha and I will go first. <laughs> yeah, well, you I'll go, go first. first. You guys go first. I'll go first. Um, they'll be funny just one day. Just throw a guess, <laughs> by the way. Just have them go first. Like, person who doesn't understand. Um, just do it. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm going to... I'm gonna. So, to me, okay, multicam is that the shows that I do find cringy and not good and like, okay, fine, respect, whatever, for all the jokes written but I still don't like it. And so to okay. me, Friends falls there. Like Friends oh. to me is a show that I just never liked. It was always like, I don't get why, I don't care, what's wrong with the world, I'm not interested, only seen the pilot <laughs> okay. multiple times. Uh, Friends to me is probably a two. I mean, I haven't given it a different, like another chance ever. But like watching Living Single, I was like, because my husband, like, we constantly talk about husbands and wives pass by as Joe and I, like, do research for our <laughs> episodes. Yes, so, like, my husband. It's always by. our, like, yeah. control group. For <laughs> <constantly>. <laughs> cool, cool. Right, right. Because they're, like, not, yeah. yeah. Um, so he, he's walking by and he's like, oh, like, like you're watching, it's like a multicam, you know? And mm. I was like, I'm fucking loving it. Like, I'm like, this is so good. So I'll give it a nine. I'll give it a nine. Wow. I, like, I really want to see more. Um, I just feel like I won't for a while because I feel like there's a lot of other stuff to catch up with. Right. But I love, 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 um, you know, and like Golden Girls is probably like 10, a tenor. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah. Joe, what about you? Nice. So I, I want to clarify I'm specifically doing the pilots, not the shows Ooh. themselves. I, yeah, I mean, that's all I've seen for both of them. Yeah, so. I see it maybe, mm -hmm. but just want to clarify. That's a good point. And every time I watch the Friends pilot, I'm, it, the, first five six minutes is so jarring because it's just cutting from the same location over and over mm -hmm. you know it's just like these vignettes in the same scene and it yeah. feels really weird it feels cheap mm. and i don't know there's something really off-putting about it um so for that reason like if i watched it for the first time today and didn't know the rest of the series it's definitely like a five. Ooh. Okay. I think there's a lot of good jokes in there. Chandler's mm -hmm. really funny mm -hmm. in it. Um, everybody's having a good time. I, I think it sets itself up well. But Living Single, this one I've seen far less times uh, and don't even remember any other episodes, you yeah. know, because it's been fucking, I was like, what, yeah. eight or something <laughs> watching any of it late at night um but it was a blast it just like like you said goes so hard into it and even has the really funny uh, end credit sequence where they just get to have fun singing a song together yeah. and it's so like real it's so like breaking so the facade of who their characters are to you know the actors and it just kind of makes you want to see more of it uh so yeah i thought it was a uh, really fun i'll give that a a nine Wow. You describing that scene in the bathroom, it like gave me like shivers because mm. I'm like, oh, yeah, that is like so true. The um, hair dryer. You don't yeah. see that anymore. Like yeah. just letting the actors kind of be 
for the audience's right. sake. Right. It's like, I don't actually know the truth about like cast, like friendships, you know, like off camera relationships. But like, I would believe that they were all actually having a good time and like mm-hmm. wanted to like play and, and work mm-hmm. together. Anyway, um, I also feel that way about the Friends cast. I think when I see them, even in the pilot, it's clear to me that their like chemistry like reads like they like mm-hmm. each other. They want to work together. They're all so psyched to do this pilot together. And like, I feel that energy um, as far as like being like a multicam that I'm like, oh, I know what this is. I'm excited about it. I feel very similarly to what Joe was saying, like the weird vignettes. I'm like, I think that the creators of this show really wanted to do something different. They like this makes me feel like I'm at an NYU art house. <laughs> like we're do we're do we're we're doing the sitcom but different. <laughs> we're we're young and we sip coffee and we have sex. Like they're trying to like be anyway. Because of those things, I'm gonna rank it a little bit low. But I'm gonna tell you why I'm gonna rank it a little bit high. Um there are these promises of relationships that you get right out of the gate with the friends pilot that I love. Okay. I love Rachel and Monica reconnecting. That's so cool. Like this bratty girl, hardworking girl, bratty girl invites herself to be a roommate. Like this is going to be interesting. I want to watch this. Um, Phoebe being weird and she's already singing and she's already in everybody's space. I want to see that more. Um, Ross and Rachel, they're giving it to me right away. Like I want to live with these people. So I'm giving the friends pilot a seven. Hi, nice. Mm-hmm. And the living single pilot. I, there's so much to love. There's just so much to love. I like believe, I believe them. Like I believe uh, Khadijah's job. I believe Maxine's like, whole backstory of like why she kind of hates men now i believe it and i'm rooting for her um i believe um regine's like (laughs) like weird like uh like obsession with herself but obsession with men and like i i believe all of it and i want to see them repeating all of this oh and of course their their neighbors like Mm -hmm. Yeah, like I'm gonna go ahead and say nine point five. Nobody's perfect. Yeah, there we go. Mm. Yeah, amazing. Check, thank check, you, check it out. Check, check, check it out. Yeah, <laughs> thank you so much for bringing this amazing topic. Really, um, shut up, I love it. Thank what you. A great topic. Thank you so um, much. Any socials you'd like to plug? For sure. Um, my Instagram handle is at Lorenki Dank, mm. and my. TikTok handle is um, at lowlane420. Let's blaze. Amazing. Uh, Joe, what's going on with you? Well, I've been talking about it for a long time. A group of teens set to save the world from giant monsters by uh, piloting giant mechs called Robot Guys. It's coming. It's on my Patreon. Mm. So if you did want to give me some money, it's patreon.com slash Joe Cabello. Do it. And you could even do it for a buck. You'll get all episodes early. But um it will be coming to youtube soon so you could watch it now for a buck which is nothing or wait for two episodes that are going to come out on youtube in fact the second one i just did a rough uh full edit of of that episode so these things are coming out now i've been talking about it for so long 
and it's fun. It's an animated series made, uh, I'd say, 90% by me. Dang. That's a great sitcom, great characters. Yeah, very Hilarious. cool, um, And follow Shut Up, I Love It at Shut Up, I Love It 1 across all the platforms. Besides LinkedIn, question mark? We'll be there. One day. Thank you, Elizabeth Salute, for the artwork. Thank you, Mr. Owl, for this amazing track. And thank you for listening. <laughs>